game. I wanna slam fools on the mat. Wanna suplex cats, give them belly to bats. Rock bottom, tombstone, and a sunset flip. So I need you to teach me that. No way. I wanna slam fools on the mat. Hear the crowd go wild when I win the strap. Boom, soft, sharpshooter, and a F5-2. So I need you to teach me that. So, what does the WWE and Max Caster have in common? What? They're probably both up for sale. Oof. So apparently, according to was it Melter or or Sean Rossap? Uh, well, no, I mean it, it didn't even came from those legitimate sources. Uh, it's apparently a bunch of talk that Max Caster is going through uh, sensitivity training. Yeah, you know, and that he's suspended unofficially for like was it thirty days or forty days? Sixty or something? days. Sixty. Six zero. A whole two months. Uh, fuck no. Like, I, like even if okay, like I understand that like literally dark is like the B show. Yeah. Or it's it's the C show because elevation is technically supposed to be the B show. But like, how do you not like watch what they say? So Tony Khan even admits that now he's in full control of what goes on during dark and dark elevation. Like that's kind of dropping the ball. That's the second time he's dropped the ball this year. Like. What, what would you consider the first time? Was it the uh, death match? Yeah, it was a death match. So first we have a flop like the death match, and then we have something really blow up in our face, like Mass Caster. Like, those things should really be switched around. Like, <laughs> all right, that explosion came, like, six months too late. Oh, my goodness. Jeez. Anyways, welcome to the Natural Disasters Wrestling Podcast. I am Matt. <laughs> and I'm Don. Um, um, we are in for a full week of wrestling already. We are in the dead center of it. We are 24 hours away from, I think, one of the most exciting debuts in the wrestling history. In Chicago at the United Center, we have the possibility and basically the almost non-promise of CM Punk returning to a wrestling ring, uh, you know, in, in the past seven years. The, the hype is for real. Um, I mean, just to kind of give you a good idea of the hype, even the NFL Network is talking about it. Yes, one of the announcers um, was comparing the hype of something that happened to the hype of uh, CM Punk possibly making his debut on AEW Rampage. Um, I saw another reference to it. I think at like a baseball game or something like that. I don't know about the baseball game, but I know CM Punk made reference to it uh, during his MMA commentary on Saturday. Um, you know, this guy, he was saying, you know, this guy's, I forgot what the, the exact phrasing was, but uh, he, CM Punk claimed, you know, this guy's looking all elite. Yep. The CM Punk just being a troll, like trolls do. Yeah. Um, his trolling level is almost that of uh, Becky Lynch's. Oh my god, he's such a good fucking troll. Uh, fuck, I was going to say something else. No, yeah, and then, uh, what was it, two days ago, he posted up uh, uh Three sets of numbers, 05, 11, and 21. Yeah. Uh, basically in reference to the three, then the two pot, the two past, and the upcoming summer of punk. So 05 in our Ring of Honor, 2011 in WWE, and then now 2021 in AEW. Yep. So or it could be a soccer combination from high school. Who knows? Who, who knows? Who knows? It could be anything. It could be anything. Just like he was wearing a Chicago Bulls pin with the number 20, with the number 20 jersey. 
And, uh, you know, every, CM Punk has, uh, you know, is not the only one doing his fair share of trolling. AEW has been doing some trolling the past few weeks. Uh, lot, you know, most notable ones or most recognizable ones. Last week, Kenny Omega wearing a Cookie Monster shirt. This week, uh, Kenny Omega wearing a Chick Magnet shirt. And uh, two of the possibilities of what CM Punk stands for, the CM and CM Punk stands for, Cookie Monster and Chick Magnet, mm-hmm. as he has said. <laughs> It's really Chick Magnet, but I still like the idea that it's Cookie Monster Punk. Uh, it's, uh, it's Chicago Made Punk. I thought you said it was Chick Magnet. Uh, no, he said it's one. He says CM is one of many things. So he give, he's, he's like he's like the Joker. It doesn't have a it doesn't have like an actual yeah, like the, the CM CM Punk has very different very 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 different origins. Because I know in the documentary uh, that WWE made, they, they say it's Chick Magnet. Because uh, him and his tag team partner were, the, were like Chick Magnets or whatever. It was like Chick Magnet Punk and Chick Magnet something else. I don't think that's counts as canon anymore. It was <laughs> a documentary, though. It's true. It's a damn good documentary. Uh, and that's, how I, that's how I figured out he lived by me when I was living in Chicago. Uh, you know, again... Uh, uh, Nick Jackson using CM Punk moves in his matches. Darby yeah. Allen calling out the best in the world in his, uh, yeah. and even in this past uh, this uh, this past Dynamite when they're referring to Darby Allen uh, appearing on Rampage, uh, Excalibur exclaimed, "Will Darby Allen be uh, the best in the world?" or something like that. Like they're just they're laying they're laying it heavily that CM Punk will be there. Um, so I mean, it's basically all but that we're basically all but there and seeing him in the ring. Two things: one, do you think Tony Khan pulls the trigger and gets called to personality? And two, what happens if CM Punk isn't there? Uh, I think Chicago writes if he's not there. Like, if I'm being brutally honest, because mm-hmm. Chicago. I mean, you've been to Chicago's show. Chicago fans are very dedicated fans. They're just they're just as much as New Jersey and New York fans, and just to to a lesser extent, even Los Angeles fans, depending on where you're at. They're very passionate about their wrestling, and they're very passionate about their expectations. Yeah, Chicago. I mean, Chicago. You have high expectations. Uh, it's a completely sold out show. They did release some more tickets last night, but it is completely sold out as of as of this recording on August nineteenth. So, it's going to be absolute bananas in there i guess who's gonna be there too who's gonna be there um one half of this podcast is going to be that's, there that's true I, I can't believe we're gonna fly out to chicago to just go to ccm punk debut and i'm gonna be sleeping in the subways over there because lord knows uh gina doesn't want my smelly ass around <laughs> and i probably eat more food than you so I, mean, I, I highly doubt you eat more food than I do. Yeah, no, I highly doubt that. No, I don't eat as much as, as I used to. I don't eat as much as I, uh, as like, I don't eat nearly as much as we did when we went to Chicago last time, when I went to Chicago last time to visit you. Like, I don't think anything compares to that. Like, here's my crazy thing is I, I eat, I eat, I eat, I eat, I eat, but I haven't gained a single pound. <sighs> great. It's a great, 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 great. Uh, it's a great metabolism. That has it all goes to your ass. Let's just be it real. It really, it really does. <laughs> it's, it's getting bigger, so I can kick your ass the next time I see you. <laughs> I think been the whole, all these times I didn't get to fucking kick you. That's fair. But no, I will be at uh, I will be at, at United Center tomorrow for 
AEW Rampage. Um, and where will we be sitting? I will be sitting in row eight on the floor. <sighs> Fucking hate you. Uh, yeah, I am center row eight. Well, that'll be fun. Did, yeah. you, did you end up getting rid of your other tickets? Yeah, I actually sold them to one of my friends because uh, he really wants to go. And I just, like, I gave him some face value because, you know, I'm not going to be a douche to, to friends. Upsell them, yeah. Yeah. No, I totally get that, yeah. Uh, interesting enough, though, it, in Chicago, there is a mask mandate. So everybody has to, in attendance, has to wear a mask. Yeah. Um... Mass Mondays are popping up everywhere. Um, I recently went to the New Japan show with my girlfriend on Saturday at the torch at the LA Coliseum. I had no idea what that meant when they meant when they said the torch because my even my dad was like, "What the fuck does that mean?" Because we've never heard of anything referred to as a torch. We were literally right under the torch of the LA Coliseum. It was actually really cool. We had really good seats. Uh, shout out to my girlfriend Ruth for that. Um, but yeah, um, you know, all most states that are sane are having a mass mandate. Out here in Los Angeles, especially for the Coliseum, they actually followed Japan protocol where, it, you know, even though out here in Los Angeles, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask, but they mandated because New Japan wanted people to wear masks, they mandated the masks. Um, so it's, it, you know, it's coming back. It's going to happen. Um, yep. SummerSlam, you know, Vegas announced that they need uh, last month that the mask mandate was coming back. So everybody has to be masked up at, uh, at SummerSlam this weekend. And it's probably going to be the same for All Out, you know, in Chicago at the Sears Center. Likely, yeah. More than like, I mean, Sears Center might be a little bit different because that's in Hoff. Technically, it's not in Chicago. It's in Hoffman Estates. Yeah. But we'll see. Um, I mean, even, uh, and, you know, uh, we're lucky that we're getting the mandates as opposed to just being, things being straight up canceled. Like, I just saw on your Facebook that you uh, reposted something from the Nine Inch Nails saying that- Yeah, they, they canceled can't, can't all the shirts. Or yeah, their shows. Yeah. Oh, so was that, is it because of Delta or is it because of something else that I'm not aware of? Because of Delta, they don't want, like, they don't feel like they want, they don't want to promote large crowd gatherings while things are getting worse. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really surprised. Like a lot of these concerts have been going pretty, pretty wild, pretty crazy. Like the Hell Omega tour went on. Um, what was what was the one in Chicago that just happened? Uh, Lollapalooza. Lollapalooza was insane. Like, I, I can saw, name. Listen, five percent of the people I saw were fucking were wearing masks. Yeah, I can name at least like seventeen people who went there who all got COVID. Yeah. I yeah. can name her names. It's fucking insane. Um, but good on you if you feel comfortable enough to go that. Uh, at the New Japan show, yeah, you're you're gonna be in the thick of it. I'm surprised you're going. Um, yeah, yeah I mean, like it's, it's uh, so fun story time for for our listeners. We were supposed to go to uh, Double or Nothing back in what was it, 2018? 2019. 2019, yeah. And uh, we couldn't go because you weren't able to get the time off, but I had already booked my flight there. Mm. I was like, well, fuck, I'm just going to go hang out with you for, for a Memorial Day weekend. And then, you know, I took you to do the tour shit. It did. It really did. But I, I, I didn't get to enjoy AEW. And, Same. like, now it's, it's – so the last time AEW came through to Chicago was, I want to say, February of 2020. Yeah, that sounds about right. And I couldn't go at the time because I was really, really sick. Yeah. So – 
like I wasn't going to miss my opportunity. I, like I can't go to all out because I'll be uh, I'll be living in a completely other state by then. So I was like, okay, this is our opportunity. Like I'm not going to miss it. And also, CM Punk will show up. Fuck yes, I'm here. Yeah. So no, I completely, I completely understand it. Uh, you know, just be careful, you and Gina. Do your best to be careful. Yeah. Yep. Keep yourself safe. We actually, so we I, we bought some AEW masks to wear. Oh, nice. Over there. Yep. So I'm excited. I'm ex- thoroughly excited. I've got Gina a CM Punk t-shirt. Oh, and, uh, awesome. I actually, I actually picked up a uh, shout out to Pro Wrestling Tees. I picked up a, uh, I picked up a mystery box from them with three different shirts. Ooh. And uh, the three shirts that I got were actually pretty, pretty, pretty awesome. So I got a uh, Money Inc. one, the Ted DiBiase and IRS on it. Nice. An Andre the Giant one. Okay. And an AEW T-shirt. Just a regular AEW T-shirt, like the ones we got. Yeah, the ones like like the one I got you. Okay, awesome. Nice. But they're all the premium quality cotton, so I was like, okay. Yeah, uh, when we went to the New Japan show, I ended up dropping some money on some merch, which was actually pretty decently priced. I think the only thing that was a little bit overpriced, so I got a Los Engabernados de Japón shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got that, but they also had like sort of mystery bags uh, for about 40 bucks, and you got anywhere between five to seven shirts. So Ooh. I got... So I got two tour shirts. I got a Super Junior Cup shirt from 2019. I got a Wrestle, not Wrestle Kingdom, Wrestle Dynasty shirt. I got two LA Dojo shirts. And then, oh, this, this is my favorite. Hold on. I have to step away for a second. I'm going to have to turn off my background because I think Donald is really going to enjoy this and it's not going to pop up properly with my background on okay ready yep oh my god why is there so much hentai involved oh that is an awesome ass poster no it's not a poster it's the program oh wow nice. it's the program from the 2017 g1 special in the u.s where they crowned the first iwgp united states heavyweight championship and i i still kick myself for not going to because they literally have everybody on the card they have a picture. They have a little bit of a profile. Jushin Liger was there, if you don't remember. Those who went or those who remember seeing it. Uh, I mean, like, I'm going to, like, you know, we don't have to go over everything, but just, like, I'm going to run down the card and tell me all the names that you don't know. Like, this is fucking ridiculous. Hold on, let me see if I can find it. Because this is fucking awesome. Like, I was reading it, and I almost cried because I was like, I could have gone. It was in San Diego um, when this happened. This was, uh, like, maybe, like, an hour and a half away from here. Um, it's fucking insane. Uh, oh, there's Marty Scroll who we never speak of again. So the first day was a uh, five-man match: Beretta, Romero, Osprey, and the Briscoes versus the Bullet Club, Nick and Matt, Marty Scroll, Yujiro Takahashi, and Bad Luck Fale. Uh, the second match was Titan, Dragon Lee, Volador Jr., and Jushin Thunder Liger versus Hiromu Takahashi, Bushi, Evil, and Sonata. Uh, we had Jay Lethal versus Hangman Page for the IWGP US, uh, in the first uh, quarterfinal for the IWGP US Heavyweight title match. We had Juice Robertson versus Zack Sabri Jr. in the other quarterfinal. Then we had David Finley and Jay White and Kushida and Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Sho Tanaka, Yuhi Kamatsu, Yoshihatsu, and Billy Gunn. 
Tongaloa and Tonga, uh, Tamatanga versus Hansen and Roe. Fucking nice. War Machine. Ichi and Naito. Uh, Elgin and Omega. Okada versus Cody. We have all kinds of... I'm so pissed. I still didn't get to go to this. It's almost four years later and I'm still pissed. I don't believe you. I wanted to go to Cow Palace for, uh, for the G1 special there, but I didn't get a chance to go to it. Yeah, that would have been really cool. Uh, but no, like the whole event was really cool. This is uh, this is the best find I got. It was worth all all the money that I had. Um, it was funny. Two things. So two things. One, uh, I took my girlfriend who knew nothing about wrestling, and so when we got the line for merch was long as shit. Like it didn't really mm-hmm. die down until maybe like the fifth or sixth match. Um, but she kind of like was spying on the people. Um, I also. Sorry, hold on. Um, she was kind of spying on the people right next to us. And the guy came from the merch booth. And he checked his bank account. He literally only had like 60 cents left. Jesus Christ. He spent so much money. There was one dude in front of us who bought four of those bags that I got on the mysteries. Bought four of them. That's like fucking like $160. I couldn't believe it. Um, Can you imagine if you got like, if like in those four bags, you got all the same shirts? Yeah, all the same shirts. I would be so pissed. I don't. Yeah, I don't think maybe they were giving out some of the like the good shirts. I think they were giving out a lot of like you know the the shirts that they had left over. Yeah, um, but they're really good quality shirts. Like they're a little bit better than even like the basic PWT ones. Um. So I I like so I, I, it was a good find. Two, I accidentally embarrassed my girlfriend. So last week on the podcast we went over a. Uh, a PowerPoint that I made to kind of explain to her what to expect at the show. I forgot yeah. one important thing that I didn't think would happen. What was that? Somebody tried to two-sweet her. What? So we went and I went in a Young Buck shirt and I had let my girlfriend borrow a Bullet Club shirt. And so when we got to the arena, we got our seats, we sat down, and she went to go get some drinks for us. And as she got to the concession stand, she got her drinks or whatever. She was about to leave. And homeboy holds out the too sweet for her. And she looks at him and just goes like this, like, uh. Oh, no. And he starts like, what? Like, oh, my God. How do you not know what that is? Why are you wearing the shirt if you don't know what it is? And she's just like, I don't know. I'm here with my boyfriend. I don't know what any of this shit is. <laughs> and she comes back to me. You embarrassed me. You embarrassed me so much. How come you didn't tell me what it was? I'm never coming with you again. And I'm like, I honestly didn't think anybody was going to too sweet you. I haven't like, seen a too sweet in like four years, to be sure. I, okay, maybe less than that, like three. I see every once in a while. I don't see it so much at shows unless you know the person. Um, the only I didn't really like that's the only reason why I didn't tell her because I didn't think anybody would do it to her. Like it's one of those things where like if you see somebody out in the wild wearing a bullet club shirt, then you too sweet them, but not really. Yeah. Show. That's a lot, especially right now with COVID. Like you don't want to yeah. touch anybody else. Like, I remember when me and you went to New York, uh, we randomly walked around until somebody was wearing a Bullet Club shirt. Mm-hmm. And it, like, we, we didn't, like, we didn't even too sweetie, sweet him. It was just like, it was just like a, a nod in respect of shirts. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. Um, and, like, um, like, I don't mind doing the too sweet, especially in New York. Like, we saw a lot of wrestling fans, which was awesome. Yeah. For me personally, I was so dead by the by. By the end of the trip, I was just like, I don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> I ended up meeting some people on accident. Um, 
I can I can see so much alcohol that week. But yeah. Oh, dude, we we did so much stuff. It was so fun. Um. So let's go over a little bit of news. We're not gonna uh, make this a whole long show. Um. And so New Japan resurgence. Um. Big news from that. Obviously, Will Osprey is back and he's medically cleared. He came out to tell us that he is not going to be a part of the G1 Climax this year. Um, instead, he is going to be sticking around uh, America to do New Japan Strong. Uh, they are going to be doing some close set recording, but they are also going to be touring it. Uh, right now, they're going to be in, uh, I think the first couple dates are in San Jose, and they're going to be going to Texas, yep. uh, do some shows. And a lot of New Japan shows are very limited audiences. Uh, because they're really concerned about, obviously, the transmission of COVID, especially with Delta going on. Um, so, you know, everybody that's here that's going to be wrestling, uh, you know, for New Japan Strong is going to be here for a while. So it sounds like Will Ospreay is going to be uh, part of New Japan Strong for a great long while. Uh, he also declared that he considers himself still the real IWGP US, uh, sorry, the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship champion. Um, he actually had the belt with him that night. Uh, and he uh, says that Shingo Takagi is an interim champion. And he actually made a good point. Um, you know, Will Ospreay broke his neck for the company and had to be out for four months, whereas John Moxley couldn't defend the IWGP heavy, uh, US Championship in Japan, but yet he was allowed to hold it for over a year. Yeah. So he doesn't understand why he, it was pulled from him. And even Kevin Kelly on commentary made the same note. That the the minimum or the maximum number of time, uh, number of uh, the months they have they could be out for it to be stripped is six months. So it seems that you know Will Osprey is going to be bucking against the system, uh, for quite a while until he gets his rematch at least. Uh, so that uh, we had an elite and Bullet Club face off. Uh, Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson beat John Moxley and his mystery partner. Um, uh, Nagata uh, in a tag team match. Um, Gallows and Anderson began to run down the rest of you know uh, the New Japan roster until uh, the Grills of Destiny came out, kind of ran them off. We got a little bit of a tease of the Super Elite versus Bullet Club, so we'll see where that goes. That should um, be interesting. That's going to be really interesting. Uh, her um, Tanahashi beat Lance Archer to become the U.S. Heavyweight Champion. Becoming the only man to hold every single belt in New Japan. Yeah. Tanahashi is a, Tanahashi is a Grand Slam champion. He's more than a Grand Slam champion. Like, because, like, technically, Jay White's a Grand Slam champion. Like, yeah. Tanahashi is an ultimate champion. He's an ultimate. It's Absolutely. incredible. And honestly, I didn't see uh, the match going that way uh, because Lance Archer took full control for quite a while. Uh, and it, you know, there was power bombs. There was a lot of fighting outside of the ring. It was really slow. It was a really like slowly paced match. Um, I, I honestly thought that they were going to let Archer hold it for a bit uh, because maybe they wanted to keep him strong. Maybe they wanted to keep the the New Japan door open in AEW and just have him carry that US uh, title around on AEW television. But it also made sense to have uh, Tanahashi come create that big moment to kind of kick things off in the US. Um, and have him beat Archer to win that U.S. title. So it, it kind of made sense. It, it makes sense. Um, it makes sense. Like, I, it sucks that Archer only had a two-week reign, but it makes sense for him to drop it to Tanahashi. 
yeah. uh, for a couple of reasons. I mean, they New Japan really wants that title back in their in the promotion to somebody who's going to be able to tour around with it, you know, for them. Yeah. Whereas you don't really have too much of an option if you have Moxley or, or Archer carrying it. But I get like, so for example, I get the title change that they had between Moxley and Archer. Like they wanted that hype. They wanted that hype around, you know, that title. And you're getting it, it, the exposure, uh, that exposure for that title on national TV. Yeah. So. But since they have their own television show, I'm sure they want a centerpiece for it. And your centerpiece can't be the IWGP heavyweight champion. And obviously you have, um, you know, you have a, a title specifically for this region. So it makes sense to make that the centerpiece of the show. Yep. I, I agree. So it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me one bit that he lost. And I don't think they want, I don't think that, uh, I don't think that New Japan wanted Moxley to drop the title to, to Tanahashi. Like, I think they want that. I think they want to bring Moxley back to have a feud simmer between the two of them. Well, I think they wanted the classic heel face match because technically yeah. Moxley is, while he's not explicitly a, a heel or a face, he's a tweener, but he's more face than anything. He's really mm-hmm. well beloved. Um, and Moxley has openly wanted that Tanahashi match for quite a while, even before COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think maybe we'll get there one way or another. Um, but yeah, I, I, they probably just wanted, you know, again, a more classic style match. Um, that didn't involve some weird ambiguity, especially when it's their ace. You know, it's their, yeah. one of their top stars. Um, but yeah, it, it was good. I really liked it. Um, and the one thing of note that really stood out to me is during one of the like one of the breaks between matches, they played a video talking about their relationships with, well, being here in America as well as the Forbidden Door, as it were by mentioning their uh, relationships with Impact and AEW and Ring of Honor. And it's serious when, you know, during that promo, you know, they, sh- they not only mention them by name, but they show actual footage from those shows. You know, because you don't take those, you don't take that shit lightly. Yeah. Like, you're actually giving more exposure to them in Japan. Um, and I think that's really interesting. I think this forbidden, like, you know, it. we've always thought it was, the door was wide open. Like, it's, it might be off its hinges now. The, the, the door is fucking gone at this point. The forbidden door is now, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's just for? the wall. We've already yeah. knocked down the foundation. It's just, it's just there. It's just there. Like, it's just it's, a hole. It's a hole for people to come and go and leave a mess. Just, yeah. Yeah. It's a messy hole. It's, a, <laughs> it's, not even it's, messy, it's just on it, the menu like anything else. All right. It is a messy glory hole. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know if I want to take this joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You'll take it. You'll take it. All right. Um, but yeah, it's this is you know 2020 going wrestling into 2022 is going to be one of the most interesting years. Uh, if you thought 2021 was crazy, if you thought 2020 was crazy in general, uh, it, it's going to get even it's going to get even messier, it's going to get even more wild. So, strap in, strap on, do whatever you got to do. Definitely, I worry about the strap ons, but um, yeah, like it's going to be crazy. Uh, also, this past week we had triple A's main stage show um two major pieces i think i think you're gonna cover but very interesting 
Uh, first and foremost, congratulations to Diana Peraza. She is a double champion. A double champion uh, in Mexico. It seems to be a thing for AEW. Uh, well, Diana Peraza's uh, impact. Fuck, that's right. And it's it's actually crazy to think of how far she's come because in 2020 she was released from contract with with WWE. Mm-hmm. And now she is an international champion. She is an international champion in Impact and in AAA, Triple A, if you will. Um, it, yeah, it's amazing how far she's come. And I mean, it shows of how much of an asset she is to any company, uh, especially Impact, and just like how you can use her. Because even the stuff that she did recently with Mickey James and Gail Kim has been super intriguing. Um, and you know, if you actually like pay attention and give these women a time to shine, like they'll show you what they can do. Like, you know, you know, especially in Mexico, they don't give those titles just to anybody, really. Yep, yeah, those are earned. Those titles are earned. They're not, they're not uh they're not like little fucking showpieces. Um, unfortunately though, they cannot be shown on TV here in America because uh the people who ran and are lawyers for Lucha Underground are apparently hard asses that they still have some form of copyright uh, lawsuit going on with AAA and uh, Lucha Underground here, which is why you don't really see AEW nor Kenny Omega really refer to the AAA Super Mega Championship. He, they refer to it, like, I think... They refer to it on Dark. Yeah, it, and it's been shown on TV a handful of times. Like, a but very small handful. they can't really do anything with it on TV. Like, they can't yeah. really defend it. That's why and every I, time I, the title defense on AEW for it, it's always been on dark. Yeah. And it's like, that sucks because like Lucha Underground is not coming back any at, at all. Yeah. I mean, if they do, the only person they're going to have, the only person they'll, pe- people they'll be able to pick up is, uh, is probably Squirrel and uh, Mustache Boy. I was going to say Mustache Boy. Mm-hmm. What was it? Um, apparently... So apparently Robert Rodriguez's channel, El Rey, the network that housed Lucha Underground, uh, is apparently going through some sort of change in the next coming months. Um, and I did hear some rumors and, the, you know, no, nothing reliable, but just like, you know, they wanted some form of Lucha wrestling on El Rey because, he, you know, uh, they like the aesthetic of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, uh, yeah, I, Lucha Underground isn't coming back. It was It seemed really cool. You know, to the to the fans, it was shot really well. I honestly was trying to go as, as much as I could, but I was never I never got a chance to. Um, but yeah, it's it was just some shady shit, unfortunately. In the end, yeah. Um, if if those who aren't kind of in the know, like they had, Lucha Underground essentially had their people working under these weird contracts that basically, you know, they were le- legally restricted to work anywhere else. Yeah. And uh, King Carino and others, you know, uh, started a lawsuit. Um, Eva Lisa was one of those people on that. Uh, Thunder Rosa was on that. Um, a lot of the, are, big, a lot of the, the yeah. bigger names, a lot of the more main stage names that were there that they kind of built the promotion around were a part of that lawsuit. And it took some yeah. of them maybe, like, and even though like the ones that were like bottom of the card, it took them about three years to get out of those contracts. Because they weren't allowed to do any indies, they weren't allowed to do any other promotions unless it was, you know, explicitly signed off by Lucha Underground or if it was a AAA thing. 
so it was really hard to work and especially for lucha underground because they didn't work like a normal wrestling company they don't work like wwe or any independence like they just worked by seasons yeah so they, they don't take, do touring dates they don't tour they had everything in boil heights so they wrestled for maybe like a month or two and then they'd have to take a break and you know they'd they wouldn't have a chance to make money that's how they make their money unfortunately um you know it's not just a weekend job thing you know it's not or it's not like going on tour like metallica it's not like you can go on tour for a couple months and then come back home until your next tour you know interesting thing you know who the last uh who the last lucha underground and gift of the gods champion was uh alamacias jake hager that makes sense i remember him in lucha underground yeah and there are like there are still a lot of ramifications from that from it. Like for example, Pentagon, Pentagon uh, can only use a he can't use the name Pentagon Junior. Yeah, yeah. So I go by Penta Dark, Penta Zero, Zero Mero. That's why I, all in. That's why they have to call him uh, Penta Zero Mero or whatever. Miedo. There we go. And like Matt Cross, like his uh, name was Son of Havoc. He can't use that stage name anymore. But that was his name in Mexico, though. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah, they just did all kinds of shit. It's so dumb. It's so dumb that they can't call him Pentagon Junior here in America. I don't know why. As maybe just I'm a purist, uh, you know, in that sense. Um. But yeah, uh, completely went off track. Congratulations to Beyond Peraza. Uh, yeah. Sorry, sorry about that. We went way off track with that. Congratulations, um, Diana. In the co-main event, we had Kenny Omega against. Andrade Idalo. Um and Kenny Omega, he had who did he have in his corner? He had um Conan. Conan. Kenny Omega had Conan in his corner. Andrade came out and and he surprised everyone by bringing out Ric Flair. Yeah. This um, crazy. Ric Flair fresh off of his release from WWE about two weeks ago. And yeah. it just kind of surprised no one. It really didn't surprise anybody, but like it, it also surprised people because I don't think a lot of people realize that he didn't have a non-compete. Well, he's not really talent, but yeah. Well, he doesn't. Have, he's not really talent, so he couldn't really have a non-compete. And two, it's not like anybody, any other WWE hasn't, uh, rest, uh, you know, released wrestler hasn't done something crazy like that. Remember fucking uh, Sincata? Yeah. Like not, not 30 days after his release, he was at Triple Mania. And his video straight up said Sincata, and then it changed to Mystico. So, again, this surprises no one, though. I mean, Mexico is really weird with trademark laws, even though they have, like, a partnership with Marvel. Uh, it, it's so weird. Mexican wrestling, it's, 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 a, it's in a whole different other realm. Um, but, yeah, we saw, uh, you know, like, how old is Ric Flair? 80? 81? I think he's 79, actually. 79, okay, so he's 79. And Ric Flair, a 79 Ric Flair is taking bumps in the year of our Lord 2021. Uh, he, him and Andrade did a double um, figure four on Kenny and Conan. Uh, you know, Ric Flair took a bump from Kenny. I think he got chopped. Um, and Andrade ended up uh, eating the pin from Kenny Omega. So Kenny Omega retaining the triple, the triple Omega championship. Um, report from Dean Meltzer said that it was originally in the works for Andrade to go over and win because that makes sense. And Kenny was okay with it because they came up maybe like five or six scenarios, but because of uh, Kenny Omega's recent loss to Christian cage, 
on the first um, episode of Rampage where he lost the Impact World title, uh, Khan didn't feel like it'd be good for him to lose this quickly. Uh, did you agree with that? I, I mean, I, I, my, so, blah, 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 blah. where do I want to go with this? I don't think he should have dropped the title, yes and no. It's, it's a hard thing to say because, like, yes, he dropped the title of Christian 24 hours ago, so it would make him look really weak dropping it again. Yeah. But also, like, I feel like Andrade lost some of that momentum. Yeah. Andrade's momentum has been really weird ever since his debut in AEW when you had basically, well, you had no music for him, and then you had Vicky Guerrero introducing to him. He's getting that momentum back slowly by doing this whole thing with the Death Triangle and then now having Chavo Guerrero as essentially his mouthpiece. Um, uh, and, it, you know, it made all the sense of the world for it to have him go back to AAA, to have Ric Flair in his corner. It, it was all set up for him to win the championship, but then you know, to not make Kenny look weak was kind of weird because to me, I think, you know, what, what's the plan in that sense? You know, how long do you really have him hold that title for? You know, I mean, like, what's the, what's the next big thing for trip for triple A that's not triple mania or whatever. Like, like do you have him hold it for triple mania? Like what's the end game? Yeah. Like, how do we get this last infinity stone from, you know, from, from Omega? Yeah, um, I think what's on? Uh, oh, let me see. What's the next major show? Uh, it's kind of weird. I, I, yeah. I mean, we want to get some momentum on Andrade. We want to make him seem as big as you know we we've been saying he is. I, I didn't see why they had to make him lose on that night. You know, just or they could have done like a screw finish. They could have uh, done a DQ. I know they're not really. I mean, it's fucking Mexico. They've always done all kinds of DQs before. What the fuck <laughs> does it matter to them? But. I oh, think no, I, a yeah a DQ victory would have helped Andrade and still protect Kenny. Um, did you see the ratings for Rampage? Did I see what? Did you see the ratings for Rampage? Uh, yeah, I did. So just to give you some context, uh, you know, the Showbuzz numbers, for, uh, Showbuzz site for the, the numbers for WWE SmackDown on that night. Uh, gave him an audience of about 2 million, 2 million 84,000. So they pulled a 0.5 from the 18 to 49 rating on that night. Um, Rampage got 740,000 and they did a 0.31. So, you know, SmackDown wasn't necessarily the best lead in for them, but that's still a pretty decent number. It is. I mean, considering if you look at uh, when AW was running Dynamite on Friday nights, it was only pulling in like 500 to 600,000 viewers. Yeah. So it's still, it's not the highest number that they want, but it's still much, much higher. It's still much, much higher than, you know, they would have, than they normally would have seen. I mean, I think and they TNT, had... no, go on. I think TNT is pretty happy with the number. Yeah, and especially considering taking into account that you know TNT is on cable and the Fox is a yeah. is a major program as a major network, um, yeah. and also they had a really stacked card for that night. You know, you had you started off with Christian Cage versus Kenny Omega for the Impact World Title. You then had uh, Miro versus uh, Fuego del Sol for the TNT Championship, and then you ended with 
uh, Red Velvet versus Britt Baker for the uh, AEW Women's Championship. It was actually a really good match. I think it was, uh, you know, and I'm also glad they didn't like heavy handed it with the whole, oh, the women are going to in a main event tonight because you don't need to do that. You don't always yeah. need to do that. Uh, but I thought it was a good call. I thought it was a good way to end the night, especially since they were in Pittsburgh. I, uh, I agree 100%. And uh, tomorrow, I mean, TNT is still 100% on board with AEW. And it looks like with, uh, it looks like with tomorrow's planning of uh, a special debut for CM Punk, like TNT is all on board. They are. Um, TNT and Warner Media, this is from Cage Side Seats. TNT and Warner Media people, uh, Fightful Select spoke to, are very aware of CM Punk's impending arrival in AEW. They're excited and ready to put, quote, their promotional machine behind him be upon his return, unquote. Yeah. So they are in the know, unlike USA, who was kept in the dark when uh, WWE released Bray Wyatt. So it shows the partnership, the close partnership that AEW has with their home network, as opposed to WWE, who are doing, doing things on the sly. Um, uh, speaking of uh, some backdoor shenanigans, <laughs> um, apparently there have been plans or talks of WWE doing uh, going back to tape shows, or at least doing some tape shows for NXT. Yeah. And when I, I believe it was Fightful as well who uh, contacted a USA representative, they said that a tape show was not what they paid for. So it actually, yeah, the Metman, the Metman, Metman podcast uh, was the first one to report this. Uh, they, the Metman podcast, they always kind of have the know. They're much like Sondersap, they have the know when it comes to a lot of things going on. So one of their sources who works for USA Network said, this isn't what we pay for. Yeah. And, you know, that isn't what they paid for. Like, I don't blame them. Uh, I thought, here. I didn't know that Rampage was, was taped. I mean, it was live. No, Rampage is live. Okay, because they didn't really make it known. I'm not going to lie. I didn't really make it loan, known on uh, last Friday. I thought it was taped because I was looking everywhere on the screen for a thing that said live. It said live on the upper left-hand corner. I don't remember seeing it. Maybe I, I was fucking exhausted that day, so maybe I didn't see it. Yeah, no, it's um, both Rampage and uh, Dynamite are are live. Um, usually, so for example, I think like tomorrow's doors for Rampage is uh, I think seven o'clock. Mm. Yeah, because it starts at ten. Yeah, and Ramp well, it starts at nine o'clock here. Oh, right. time. That starts at like nine o'clock central time for us. Okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're central. So, like, when, if the doors are, if the show starts at seven, I think the doors open at six thirty. So are they? Mistaken. Yeah. So are they? Are they? Are they taping dark or dark elevation at the same time they're doing one, it? One of the two. Because I know Dynamite, they're still taping one. Yeah, they're still taping one of the two. So who knows? Maybe they might be taping dark at Rampage and Elevation at Dynamite, because that seems to make the most sense for me. Yeah, um, it makes the most sense. Um, so for yeah, this says the the show starts at seven p.m. Okay. Okay, so yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have some some pre matches beforehand, which is gonna be fun. Uh, get you guys in the mood. Get you so that way you don't get just that one hour of wrestling. You get three hours of wrestling. Yep. Um, a couple of little things. Um, on the ring, ringer wrestling show. Um, it, I still can't believe this sometimes when I read it. 
uh, Freddie Prince Jr., who used to work in WWE as a writer, uh, said that he couldn't say everything that he knew about the backstage um, regarding Bray Wyatt, but apparently Bray Wyatt did butt heads a lot with McMahon and Dunn and Kevin Dunn, um, and that he was viewed as not playing ball. So, I think Wyatt has, has never been shy about showing how un, unpleased he was with some creative. And I don't blame him. Like, they, you look at how they treated his characters. Uh, I mean, just look at the, just look at the, you know, cult leader, Bray Wyatt. Like, you know, they turned it into some spooky shenanigans. Yeah. And it felt like the, it felt like his whole thing kind of went off the rails. Yeah. You look at the fiend, and it started off great enough, but you had him, you had him, you had a match stoppage between Seth Rollins and him, and in a Hell in a Cell match, which shouldn't have any match stoppage. Like it's a no disqualification match. And then you haven't dropped the title to Goldberg. Yeah. Uh, and like the the most fun that you know the people had with the character, and I'm sure why it was. Well, I mean, who knows how why it felt? We can only get judged by what we like. But like the last fun thing that he did was the Firefly Funhouse. Yeah. And then he did some spooky shit for a while, and then he got sound fire, and then he was gone for a while, and then he came back all burnt. And it was weird. Um. And then he was gone. Uh, unfortunately, you know, with the passing of Brody Lee, you know, he took that really hard. He needed some time off. When he came back, you could tell he wasn't necessarily all there or into it. Um, and so I'm sure he needed more time off for whatever reason. But, it, you know, to come back and to want that freedom of, like, this is how I want to express myself and my character. As an artist, and that's what they kind of are. They are creative artists. Um, I don't blame them. Uh, I don't that's it, not to interrupt, but there is breaking news that Ric Flair is returning to NWA at NWA 73. Uh, interesting. Yeah, it was just posted by NWA on, on their Twitter account. God bless. National. It says, uh, it'll always be historic, but now NWA 2073, the chase... At the chase will be legendary. The rumors are true. He's finally home. At, at Ric Flair, Nature Boy is coming back to the NWA and wrestling at the chase. He's going to be wrestling? Yes. Let's listen to this. It's, it's, uh, it's just a video. Okay, there's nothing really. going to be interesting. Look at oh my god, he was kind of he was like, except for the unibrow, he was low key handsome back then. What was that? I said except for the unibrow, he was low key handsome back then. Yeah. Fucking hell. I mean, he you know he modeled himself after Gorgeous George. What's up? He modeled himself after Gorgeous George, so. Yeah. I mean, he took the Nature Boy name from Nature Boy Buddy Rogers. So he took, uh, you know, he he got a lot. The wrestlers are usually an amalgam of all the people that they really like and, you know, just the 
the people, the things that influence them. Like Brody Lee, uh, what was it? Uh, Brody came from Bru- Bruiser Brody, and Lee came from Jason Lee from Mallrats. Yeah, correct. Uh, it, yeah, it's it's amazing what you know. All these influences can do. Influences can do to one person. Um, He's actually real, seventy-two years old. I was wrong about his age. Okay, that's eh, not bad. We're close. Seventy. Because I was, uh, was going to believe eighty-nine or seventy-nine. <laughs> I, still, I thought he was. Um, yeah. Uh, real quick, um, Kodobushi uh, is going to challenge Tanahashi for the U.S. Championship in Japan. Uh, they're dealing with their own set of COVID concerns, but apparently that's going to be a match on September 4th at Wrestle Grand Slam. So, yeah, that should be interesting. It'll be really interesting. Uh, let's run down the SummerSlam card real quick because it, we, we have a lot. Oh my God. Yeah. It's, uh, there's a lot to go over SummerSlam. So, uh, unlike what you're supposed to do with anybody, we're going to go bottom to top. Uh, <laughs> we got Alexa Bliss versus Eva Marie. Do we got? Uh, if Bliss loses, I am going to be, I'm going to quit watching wrestling if Bliss loses. So we got Bliss on this. Okay. Yeah. McIntyre versus Jinder Mahal. I don't even care. Uh, McIntyre. Let's be real here. Yeah. Edge versus Seth Rollins. Uh, Edge. Seth Rollins? I got Edge. You got Edge? I'm feeling Edge on this. Uh, I don't really give a shit about this, but I got edge on this. Uh, yeah. and, and then we've got almost every single championship on the line. Uh, we got uh, the United States Championship match, the champion Sheamus versus Damian Priest. Uh, I got Priest. Uh, I got Sheamus on this one. Uh, I don't think I don't know. Maybe they they're gonna wait until they can bring Bad Bunny back to get anything on Priest. I can see pre like I can see uh, Sheamus winning with via shenanigans. Yeah, but like I really, I really, really hope they pull the trigger on Priest. Um, I'm sick of seeing him feuding with Miz and Morrison. Yeah. Uh. Okay. You go Priest. I'm going Sheamus. Uh. We got RK Bro, which is Matt Riddle and Randy Orton challenging AJ Styles and Omos for the Raw Tag Team Championships. It's gonna be RK Bro. Uh. Is it RK Bro? Or do we see a final, t- final, a final turn from either Orton or Riddle on the other? Oof. I could see the double turn coming from Riddle, where they go in as buddies, you know, after the whole Randy Orton, like, RKO thing, and then Riddle just turns on him. I can definitely see that. I, uh, yeah, I'm going Styles and Omos. I also see that the company has something for Omos as well. So yeah. I'm going Riddle's going to turn on Orton, but who knows? They have um, a real hard on for Omos's height. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, they want big younger guys, apparently. So don't worry. Uh, we got the Mysterios, Dominic and Rey Mysterio challenging the Usos for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Uh, Usos. Usos. I got Usos as well. We got Goldberg challenging Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship. Oh, God. I don't care about this match at all. It's... I don't give a, I don't give a shit about this match unless it's Big E versus Goldberg. Yeah. I just want to see Big I, E. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm going to call... I'm gonna, uh, you know what? I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, uh, Bobby Lashley wins, and then uh, Biggie cashes in on Bobby Lashley. I, I'm gonna say Goldberg wins, and then Biggie cashes on, <laughs> on Goldberg. <laughs> like one way or another, that man is getting his match. He's gonna get that meat slapping meat match. Like, 
Either either way, what we're saying is Biggie wins. Yes, uh, we're all the winner of Biggie wins. We have Sasha Banks challenging Be- Bianca Belair for the SmackDown Women's Championship, which is a rematch from WrestleMania this year. I see. I don't see Sasha Banks winning this. Um, I don't like the way this this whole thing has been set up, especially with uh, especially with Sasha Banks getting back up from Carmella. Uh, Carmelo, uh, why I, I want to say Tia Trinidad, but I can't I can't remember her name for uh, Selena Vega. Selena Vega. Yeah, I don't know why I couldn't remember her name for a second there. Like I don't see the purpose of because you look at her um, OnlyFans name only. That's why. That's the piece OnlyFans. Uh, we have Rhea. So wait, so who do you have? You have uh, Belair or Banks? I got Belair. Belair. I got Belair as well. I don't think they're gonna take it off her just yet. She's been a really good champion. Yeah. Uh, we got Rhea Ripley and versus Charlotte Flair versus the champion Nikki, almost a superhero, uh, for the Raw Women's Championship. I I'm want not... Rhea Ripley to win, but I think it's going to be Flair. Um, I think they're going to keep it on Nikki. I I hey. am not feeling the whole Nikki almost a superhero because I'm not twelve. Um, yeah. but I mean, you know. She she's a merch machine, and that's what they want, especially in a, in the women's division. You don't really have yeah. a woman that sells too much merch, merch unless you're Becky Lynch and you have a bloody face on there. Um, so I'm gonna say Nikki. I'm gonna be surprised. I think Alexa, Alexa Bliss is one of the big merch sellers. But right now, though, with oh yeah, whole, right now it's all Nikki. Yeah. yeah, it's before, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure Alexa Bliss is a big merch along with probably Charlotte Flair. But like I think, I'm actually, the, I think the two biggest merch sellers have probably been well, like recently, been Becky Lynch and maybe Nikki. I'm actually curious to see what Nikki Ash apparently have on the WWE. It's it's really bright colors, really plain colors, and I hate it. Uh, but I, I think even as a child, I probably wouldn't like it. But that's just me being a jaded adult, a jaded almost thirty year old. That's just me saying that. Uh, yeah, these God, these shirts are fucking horrible. Right? Yeah. You're paying like, over like $25, $30 for that shirt. I would not pay any money for it. And those those are pre-ordered. They're not even like her. They're not, they're not even available yet. Yeah. And then, the, which is more than likely going to be the, uh, the motherfucking uh, main event, like the main main event, John Cena challenging Roman Reigns for the Universal title. Uh, I got Roman Reigns. Obviously, Cena has to Cena has to start filming for Peacemakers soon. So, yeah, I think the summer of Cena is coming to a close. Uh, he's had a really good run. He's been doing a lot of shows recently, and I'm sure that's exactly what WWE needed. They needed more eyes on the product, especially since fans have come back to arenas. Um, so I don't see, yeah, I don't see uh, John Cena uh, going home with a title. Or if he does, I'd be supremely uh, surprised. And at this point, I think in my life, I wouldn't mind because I just need something fresh. Even if it is John Cena winning his like 18th world title. I think that would be 17th. 20th for all we fucking care. Who fucking cares, yeah. Let's be real. Yeah, there's way, way more uh, Alexa Bliss merchandise on uh, WWE's website. So if you are ready for SummerSlam, get ready for five hours of action. Get ready for the long, like the WrestleMania time sitting on your butt that you didn't get this year because they broke it up into two days. Um, if you can, I know they are streaming it 
at certain movie theaters. Um, so that should be an experience. Um, also, I, we have a. I I thought about doing it, but I I like I like my butt. I think it starts pretty early this this year too because they have the Manny Pacquiao match, like, which takes place like right across the street. Well, it starts at five. Yeah. So like it's eight by... o'clock, but it's eight, it's eight o'clock still in the Eastern time. Is it? But so yeah, it's still five to ten because it's it's here on the West Coast. So we start at five. It starts at eight on the East Coast. You're right, 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 you're right. What time is the Pacquiao match? I don't fucking know. Do I look like I watch non-scripted sports? All right. Are they going to make me sports entertained? No, I don't think so. I don't know what the many of Pacquiao fight. It's, I think it starts at the same time. It might start a little bit later. I would imagine. No, usually those fights start at like nine at night. Okay, so it starts like two hours later. Well, it would technically start four hours later here. I don't know. Uh, oh, here we go. Uh, card date. Uh, why the fuck can you just tell me? Oh, yeah, it starts at 9 Eastern, so it starts at 6 o'clock. So it starts an hour after uh, Summer Sam starts. Oh, so they're going for like nobody watching it on Peacock. So it starts at well, okay. So it starts at nine Eastern, six o'clock our time. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, they're not gonna start right with that because there's like two other fights. So it's probably gonna start around like seven o'clock east uh, or maybe eight o'clock West Coast time, eleven o'clock East Coast time. Yeah. So you you got time to watch it. Okay, and then right after that we have so the very following day we have Takeover thirty five or thirty six rather. Uh, we have Adam Cole's probably his last match in WWE. Mm-hmm. Do you want to yeah, run down uh, that card real quick? Yeah, so that's uh, Adam Cole. Versus... What was that? 36. 36, okay. So we have Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly in the two out of three falls match. The first fall is traditional wrestling. Second fall is a street fight. Third fall is a cage match if necessary. I'm going O'Reilly. Uh, yeah, I'm going O'Reilly. We're going to rally, and if Adam Cole wins, well, I mean, they're either going to try to, like, appease him by the zero hour or, you know, just, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe they, they just set something up for the possibility of maybe he takes a break and comes back later. Who knows? Um, we have LA Knight versus Cameron Grimes for the Million Dollar Championship. Oh, give me, um, give me Knight. Give me Knight. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised that now Grimes is with DiBiase, but I want Knight to win. If Grimes loses, DiBiase must become Knight's butler. Ooh, okay, maybe Grimes then. I just I want to see Tebiasi be next butler. Okay, I'm gonna go Grimes then if you're gonna go Knight. Yeah, I'm going Knight. Uh Raquel Gonzalez versus Dakota Kai for the NXT women's championship. I don't like the way this has been set up. You do or you don't? I don't like I don't think there's been enough time. Like they just kind of did the the swerve from Kai to Gonzalez and yeah. not take over here. I don't like uh I don't like the Kai on this uh Kai on this one. I'm going Gonzalez. Yeah. Um the Kai was recently in some dark matches for the main roster, so I see Gonzalez retaining. Her and Keith Lee have been doing dark matches a lot, so let's mm-hmm. see what happens. Uh we have Karrion Cross with Scarlet versus Samoa Joe for the NXT championship. Um I have Jeff Hardy on this one. 
You have Jeff Hardy on this one? Yeah. <laughs> Me too. I have Jeff Hardy as well. Uh, no, I mean... Gotta, gotta love that younger, bigger talent. I mean, okay, so, I mean, this is interesting because if Joe wins, not only will he be NXT champion, but he'll be the enforcer of NXT. Yeah. That's interesting. I don't know. I really want to go Joe because maybe that means Karrion Cross goes up to the main roster and they just start calling him Cross or maybe they start calling him Karrion. Um, ooh, Karrion Keebler Cross, all case. Um, but I'm surprised he didn't laugh at that. Um, no, I'm going Joe. I'll go Joe. Going Joe. I'm going Joe as well. Did you totally just I, miss my three Ks reference? I know I did. I I, I got it, and I just, just no sold it. Fuck you. You just yeah. completely fucking. All right, fucking Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> like like seeing going through a table. I no sold it. Oh, that was kind of cool. That was cool. <laughs> I, I will pop for anything that's Sting related, honestly. <laughs> then you have Walter versus uh, Dragunov for the NXT UK Championship. There's no fucking way they're taking this thing off Walter ever. Well, I mean, he did have, he's, he is coming back from an injury. He had an elbow injury. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe make it fresh. You got to start the, you got to have a fresh start for the UK NXT. So I'm going to go Dragunov. You're going to go Dragunov? I'm going to go Dragunov. Get some Walter some time off. Yeah. Uh, oh shit! We also have a fucking uh, Impact pay per view tomorrow. What the fuck is Impact doing going head to head with WWE? I have no idea what they're doing. Well, they're like, is it for is it a free pay per view on uh, for Impact? I don't think so. I actually think it might be free on Twitch or no? What do they have on Access and FightNet? Uh, they have Fight. They have Twitch. Wait, no, not Empower. Empower is not next, is it? No, no, Empower is not next. Empower is in September. Impact Wrestling pay-per-view. Uh, this is behind the scenes. Um, I forgot that something was happening. So, Oh, Emergence. There we go. Yeah, Emergence. Emergence. No, that's tomorrow. It's on Impact Plus, yeah. It's tomorrow. Okay, it's tomorrow. It's Friday. Sorry, yeah. yeah. That's why I said they're going head-to-head with uh, SmackDown. And they're going head-to-head with uh, Rampage. Well, it leads into Rampage. That's true. Like, okay, so here into... we go. So real quick, matches. Uh, we got Saban versus Ka- Chris Saban versus Sammy Callahan versus Ace Austin versus Moose to determine the number one contender for the Impact World Championship. Uh, I'm going Callahan. Uh, this is for the this is number one contenders match, right? Yes. I'm gonna go Moose. Okay, we got Petey Williams versus Steve Macklin. Uh, Petey Williams. Yeah, maybe we'll leave muscle all the way. We got Jake something versus the champion Josh Alexander for the Impact. Uh, sorry, for the Impact X Division Championship. I don't care about this match, but I'm going to go Josh Alexander. Oh, Josh Alexander's actually been pretty interesting. I don't, I don't necessarily care for his character that much, but I mean, as a wrestler, yeah. he's really good. Uh, we got a three-way tag team match for the Impact World Champion Championships. We have Violent by Design, which is Eric Young. Uh, which could be either Eric Young, Diener, Joe Doring, or Rhino. It could be any of the two versus Rich Swan and Willie Mack versus the champions, the Good Brothers, Doc Gallows, and Carl Anderson. Uh, I'm going Good Brothers retaining. Uh, I'm going to go Violent by Design. Uh, they're, they're, they're an up-and-coming uh, faction, so you got to make them yeah. look strong. It's true. 
Uh, probably by shenanigans, I'm, I'm sure, but either way. And then we got Brian Myers versus Christian Cage for the Impact World Championship. Christian Cage, they're not. Yeah, they're, they're not going to give it to Brian that. Myers. They're going to keep letting, they're going to let my Brian Myers keep his, his losing streak. Yes. Uh, so, I, so surprisingly enough, like I called the Christian Cage one too. You did. You did. Congratulations on that. I was like, I was so proud of myself. I was like, I called it. And you, you now get the title of Mega Nerd on this podcast. Mega Mark. Uh, but yeah, a lot of wrestling, a uh, lot of stuff to cover. Um, where can they find you, Don? Uh, you can find me at E-L-D-O-N-B-R-U-J-O on any social media platform. You can also talk to us on our Facebook and Instagram at TNDW Podcast. Twitter. Twitter and Instagram. Oh, yeah. Twitter. Good job. Uh, I am at Pending257 on Twitter and at TNDW Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Um, um, this may be our last show for a little bit just because I am moving next week. Listen, bitch, I'm going to get you on this microphone even if it has to be on the phone. Like, like it's gonna be like the lowest quality podcast but i mean we're gonna still get it up bitch we're gonna be like an old man in his 80s with a hot trophy wife that's 25 right we're still gonna get it up we'll figure it out we'll figure it out uh matt might have to be doing all the uploading for for a while i'll do the uploading sure. oh, shit, if i do one by myself i will get it up <laughs> uh just but, like the morale at wwe would you call this a show <laughs> it's a fucking disaster <laughs>